0: You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design podcast with your host Dana and Shayna. Today we wanted to hop on and share some personal stories and share some inspiration for you all around kind of some healing journey things that have been going on with us internally because we love talking about the practicality of human design and how it can support us in our, you know, external life and things like that, but we also really like to share with you The other things that we work on in our own personal lives that really help expand us and help us move forward in our journey. And I know a lot of you ask us a lot of questions about those personal things, you know, our own personal healing journeys, modalities that we use, things outside of human design. So today we wanted to just kind of share some story time with you all and catch you up on some things that we've been experimenting with in our own personal lives.
1: Yeah. So as many of you guys know, we just recently returned from Costa Rica and we're still kind of riding on those wave love vibes and we're feeling good with spring being here. At least I'm feeling really good with spring being here. It's a little stormy today, but spring has sprung. I know. I think I say this every year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like March. Spring has sprung, bitches. Um and I'm feeling. What did I say earlier? Sparky. Yeah. Feeling sparky. I am too. And actually, like a spark is happening in my energetic field, and I'm feeling expansive. I'm feeling like all of the seeds I've been fertilizing, um, I I feel them about to to bloom, to mm-hmm. to sprout. So, I'm just really excited and. Also that theme of, what was it? Rested expansion.
0: Mm, was grounded expansion. Grounded
1: expansion. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling that. I'm Me feeling too. that grounded, easy, but also exciting kind of energy starting to, to build.
0: Yeah. And I feel like we've been expanding all through even the winter season when it's this time of kind of like hibernation and, and coming within, I feel like even in that process of, really grounding in and taking care of like, you know, things at home that feel like they really nurture your body and your mind and your spirit. Like I've really been leaning into those things that really make me feel grounded. And all in the same time, I felt like we've been expanding and, you know, having these projects that are in the works and things that we've been working on and, you know, getting to share the retreat. But now that we're entering out of winter and we're going to be doing, you know, the spring equinox on March 20th, um, it just feels like literally all the animals outside are starting to come out and to sing their, you know, bird songs. And like, you're seeing flowers blooming. It's like the fruit of that labor is, is blossoming, um, all around us and, and within as well. So yeah, we are really excited. And the things that we're going to share, you know, today, Shayna wanted to talk about an experience that she had in Costa Rica, um, with a biofield tuning healing session. And I wanted to share with you some of the work that I've been doing around lucid dream work. And, you know, these are things that have been a part of that grounded expansion for us, you know, things that have really expanded us. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's
1: interesting. I was just listening to a podcast called Gala Loves Everything. And um, I really am liking it. I just discovered it and I love her Gala darling. She's Really, um, she's a badass manifester and she was talking about becoming um, or being a super expander and that word super expander, I've never heard before, but it resonates so much in my body as truth and um, kind of just getting to recognize within myself how I always want to expand and I always am wanting more expansion and more growth and what's the next thing and biting off a little bit more than I might be ready for and expanding into that and how there's always going to be something next. And I used to think that that was something bad. Um, I used to think that why I just need to chill and enjoy exactly where I am and not be always having something to look forward to or always something to be planning or expanding towards. And I'm starting to realize that, um, I can be completely grateful and present for the things that I already have going on in my life while still expanding towards and planning and excited and enthusiastic about these like scary but bigger things that I've never done or experienced before and that that's okay and and that there's other people out there who feel the exact same way because I think that, you know, like even with human design, we feel... That maybe I'm crazy or maybe there's something wrong with me or maybe there's other people that um, nobody else feels this way. And then hearing it mirrored back, I think, is always really powerful. But I bring this up because I feel like this um, healing that I had in Costa Rica was part of that expansion. Um it was so divinely timed for me to be able to grow in this uh space in my personal life. Um at the same time as, you know, expand having expanded into this bigger space that than I thought was possible in my more like business life with Dayluna, um, having this retreat. So it's just really interesting. And so now I'm just starting to observe that energy in my life of feeling excited, but also scared. Um, and how those two things um, can propel, propel you forward. And also those two things could hold you back. Um, and it's really your choice to, like we talked about in the last episode, just figure it out. Just do it. Just make it happen or just commit to show up. Just be there for it. Um, look it head on. So, Anyways, these are just themes that are really in my awareness right now that I'm just observing in all aspects of life as a true um, channel of the listener and really observing everything in my life. I just am excited for it. I don't know. So yeah, I feel sparky. I feel alive. And honestly, I don't think I would be in this place without that healing that I had in Costa Rica. It was freaking powerful. Um
0: yeah, so tell yeah. us about it. I want to hear yeah. the whole story.
1: Okay, so um, so with Costa Rica and with the retreat, obviously, Dane and I, you know, we were so present and we were so in it and really wanting to hold space for everybody's healing and growth. Um, and throughout the retreat, everybody kept talking about this biofield tuning that they were having by one of the healers at... Um, at the retreat center that we were at. So people had the opportunity on their free time to go get massages or myoskeletal work, um, or Reiki, things like that by various, uh, Costa Rican practitioners there. And so everybody had really, I think one person, I think it was a manifester, um, tried out the biofield tuning and loved it. And then that of course sparked more and more and more every single person. I mean, I don't, know if it was every single person but pretty much everyone got a session with her and loved it leave it to a manifester to initiate every single person in the group i know right and um i just kept hearing about it and i was like okay i got to get in but we were so busy and we were doing readings on everyone and doing all of these different things and i was having such a blast but i never got over to look at the time slots to see when i could get in and so i just like truly trusted that i would get in when i when i needed to and if i couldn't then it wasn't meant to be um and so I think it was in between one of our mini readings that we were doing at the retreat, I ran over to the board that has the times for all of the different practitioners, and there was no times available. I was like, okay, that's fine. But then at that same time, the retreat center manager, um, Eduardo, who we freaking love, he's amazing, um, he <laughs> came up... <laughs> And he's a generator, by the way, the whole retreat, we're all trying to guess his design, but we weren't going to ask because we'd be super repelling. Um, But by the end of it, somebody got it. And anyways, he came up and and he was like, why don't you do it the morning that you're going to leave after the retreat's done and I'll text her right now and see if she can come in early. And so it just was all orchestrated in this really divine way. And I was a little nervous that doing it at the end, you know, after the retreat's done, is that really going to be, um, what's best? But I honestly just trusted, okay, this is the time. So long story fucking long, the day comes, the retreat ends, (laughs) we have the most amazing closing graduation ceremony and, Um, we dance our butts off all night and it's just so freaking wild and exciting and just full of love and just honestly vibrating. I was literally like shaking. I was vibrating and go to sleep, wake up the next day, my sessions at 8am. And that's the only time we could do because Dana and I were flying out to go to Tamarindo afterwards. So, um, I go in there and I have no idea what to expect because I didn't have anything like this before. I didn't know if it was going to be like a massage or what. So I wore a robe with nothing underneath it. Um, because that's what you wear to to sessions like that, I assume. So anyways, I get there and I could have been fully clothed for sure, but I I wasn't. And so she has me lay down on this, this table and she puts a blanket over me. Her name's Aqua, like A-K-U-A. And we're going to have her on the podcast later this year because she's honestly insane. She's incredible. And she's a shaman, but she also does this biofield tuning. And so she explains to me how basically she walks throughout your aura and she checks in with your energy centers and she uses these tuning forks to um, adjust your vibe vibration and your frequency back into the frequency that each of the chakras are are vibrating at and she also uses the frequency of the earth and of the sun and some of these frequencies you can't hear right they're um not audible to us but she's still doing them so you can kind of feel them and and so she i can't explain it as well as she doesn't obviously because i don't do this but um When she's on, she'll explain it much better than I am. But she walks throughout, like gets further away and closer to your body. And she's sensing, she's able to sense a specific time in your life, that a block developed, and then help you work through it. And so some of it is, you know, her asking you questions. And then some of it, you're just laying there and you're hearing these sounds all around you. And so we go to begin and I don't even know what to do. So I'm just laying there, have my eyes shut. She has like a eye mask over my eyes. And so for probably the first 25 minutes, I just laid there and listened and like, I could feel different things in my body physically getting tight or kind of feeling like a ping. Um, but not much. And I was kind of, you know, Oh, and I should mention when she first started, she goes and she checks all of your chakras. And I was thinking, you know, I just came off of this retreat leading this amazing thing. It went off incredible. Like, I am aligned. I must be aligned. Um, And as she checked them all, she was like, feet off, knees off, sacral, Blocked, like literally every single chakra was blocked, except for my um, heart was wide open. And I was, it was an immediate ego check of, okay, I was, I'm an idiot. And of course, so then she goes and she does this tuning for about 25 minutes, and I'm just laying there, I'm totally fine. And so then after that time, I didn't talk or anything. She didn't talk. And then she goes back through to check my chakras and everything is open by this point, except for my womb and my throat center. And she's like, okay, so these are still blocks. I'm going to try clearing them a little bit more. And so she just starts uh, using the tuning forks and all of a sudden, I just feel, and I say to her, like, I don't know why, I just feel like I need to cry. And she was like, that's okay. We're, it's just you and me in here. You can cry. You can do whatever you need to. You can say whatever you need to. And I was like, okay, this is weird because once again, you know, if you were getting a massage, like you're laying there not speaking for 25 minutes. So I, it's just weird to instantly from like hearing some noises, having this need to, to cry. And, um, then she starts working through my timeline and she starts with my mother's side and she asked me, you know, what happened when you were around 25 years old on your mother's side of your lineage? Um, and I was like, well, that's around the time of my life that I kind of put up really strong boundaries with my mom and, um, you know, kind of didn't have her as present in my life. And, um, She was like, okay, so let's just sit here for a moment. And she starts uh, using these tuning forks. And immediately I feel in my physical body this pressure around my throat, like as if somebody was choking me. Like it was like painful in my throat. Like I almost felt like I couldn't breathe because my throat, it felt like it was on fire. Like literally hands were around my throat and choking me. And I just started like sobbing, crying. Um, And I don't cry. Like I'm an open, emotional person. I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast. I don't cry really that much in my life. I mean, I love crying, but I don't really cry that much. Um,
0: Unlike you, Dana. (laughs) Yeah. I cry every single day at least once, bare minimum.
1: Yeah, at the retreat, you you honestly (laughs) cried like three or four times a day. Um, And so I just was sobbing there. And um, in this space, she then goes over to my father's side and she's like, okay, what happened, you know, when you're like 28, 29? I was like, well, my father passed away um, around that time. And... She
0: basically... How does she know the dates, like, the ages? Was that, like, just from her intuition and, like, or did she explain that to you? Or was it all, like, you, you could see, like, the time frame as far as, like, in your energetic field and like the frequency is there like how did she yeah, know that part exactly
1: yeah so she explained it to me that she's walking throughout your energetic field and like the closer she
0: gets to you is oh. the closer to your time now like it's and like rings of a away. tree almost yeah like the exactly this ring of your would be like when you were a baby and then like halfway yeah. through would be like whatever you know when yeah you're or 15 the years furthest
1: old. away would be like your mom's mom And some trauma that happened in your ancestry. Um, Like before you were even born. Before you were born. Yeah, exactly.
0: Wow, that's so cool. Yeah,
1: so it's really um, like healing your ancestral lineage, but then also, you know, your specific blocks that you might have picked up throughout your life. And um So as she walks closer, so she doesn't, she, and she said this in the beginning, you know, I might say an age like 21, but it might've happened to you when you were 19 or when you were 25 and it's like around that time in your life. Um, So it doesn't have to be like such a specific age that she's pinpointing. It's just trying to uh, find for yourself where that block happened. Um, So she was spot on. And, and you know, through her doing these these kind of healing to, or I don't even know what the word is, the tuning to heal the blockages that I had, um, I, I kept getting different sensations in my body where my hands felt like they were on fire at one point. And I was telling her, like, my hands are, are hot, like they're throbbing. And she was like, that's anger. So um, let's come back to these moments in your life. And, um, and she would talk me through without me saying anything, like you need to forgive, um, you know, yourself for things that happened when your dad died and things that happened with your mom and, and, um, you know, some of the, the sexual traumas that you've had and like, things like that. Like she was like bringing up deep, rooted shit that I did not realize was on in like such a, uh, prominent energy, mm-hmm. like blocking me. Yeah. right? Like, like still obviously. Within. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I feel mentally like, Oh yeah, I've worked through that, but feeling it so physically in my body to where there were times that my, you know, left arm would just throb and she would tell me what that means or, Or my right foot would start aching and she would tell me what that means. And um, it's insane to me how her playing these tuning forks would bring a very physical reaction in my body that could then be translated into um, a blockage that you... Like understanding what you can work through physically. And so as she's going through she stops and and she comes back and she texts you know my womb and my throat and she's like nope it's still blocked like do you, can you keep going like i want to keep going with you um but at this point i'm exhausted like it's like I feel like I ran a marathon, like my body's sweating profusely. I'm crying. I'm snotty. I'm like like <laughs> literally a pile of just like really wilted at this point. And I'm like, yes, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Like I can do this. And so she keeps playing these, these tuning forks and um, she has me then repeat after her, um, like basically giving, I can't remember it all, but giving gratitude to my mom and my grandmother and her mom, um, and going back in my maternal lineage and then coming back to my mother and her doing the best that she could do with, you know, her own awareness of where she's at in her life and how she like literally picturing her give birth to me and um, and how how she must have felt in that moment that I was born and connecting with that energy and then saying out loud, like, I forgive you and I don't need you to walk along me in my path." Anymore. I don't need you to pave the way for me anymore, but I thank you for what you've paved before me. And then she had me um, talk through, you know, releasing some shame and anger and guilt with my dad and my own body and different things. So then she had me picture in my body um, these vines. In my gut and in my womb area that were all tangled and all intertwined and knotted up. And she said, okay, picture yourself untangling these vines. And so I did. And she let me do that for probably five minutes, which is a long time when you're sitting in silence. Um, And so... I did and it took me a long time to really like picture I I pictured it so fully and I'm a very visual person in general like visualizing person so I untangled these vines and once I was done I just had these vines kind of hanging she she had me picture them hanging from my throat down through my womb and now that they're all like picture them hanging straight and she had me cut them and watch them like fall down and release into the earth to be neutralized and immediately when when I cut them I felt inside my physical womb like in my womb I felt like this I don't want to call it a twang but uh or a ping like this um energy I've never felt before in my life like a um
0: yeah, I can't even explain it. Like, like energized, I energized, like it came to life, but like a, in a shot, like a fast way. No, no, like a,
1: um, like almost as if you, your hand was numb mm-hmm. and it then got its feeling back, and you can feel your hand push, your other mm. hand pushing into the palm of your hand. It's almost like I could feel my womb.
0: Like it, was numb, like it was numb before like you were completely like it was asleep and then it like yeah. boom is alive and awake and you're connected.
1: And like I could feel my womb for the first time in my like life inside
0: your physical like body
1: inside my physical body. I uh-huh. can feel my womb and like this space in my body that exists that I I have ignored or just not really like it's been this numb feeling. And now I can feel it. it's like this. Wow. This part of my body. Um and instantly I felt that and I just once again started sobbing and sobbing, crying um, to where I was like almost like hyperventilating. Like I was literally crying so hard because throughout all of this, you're breathing and you're exhaling like energy down into the earth. And um, and then she had me picture these two rivers on either side of me flowing down Um, through me and down into the earth and washing away any lingering stuck energy that might've been, um, kind of blocking these areas or any residual energy and watching it just kind of cleanse this. And then she, like, after that, she once again had me, um, Say out loud, like I thank both of my parents for their paths coming together, so that way my path can be here, and I don't need them to hold my hand. I don't need them to um, pave the way. I don't need them to be on showing me where to go. But I give that gratitude, and I know that I am a child of the earth, and that the ground that i walk in is held by my ultimate mother and the sky above me is held by my ultimate father and that i can move through this life without needing either in this moment um and then when it's all done <laughs> she has me like okay you can open your eyes and i'm still just sobbing this whole time and She has me sit up and I have like this bolster under my knees and I'm wearing this robe that I'm naked under. (laughs) But by this point, my robe is like pretty much almost completely open. (laughs) And I sit up and my legs are like kind of propped open on this um,
0: bolster. I love the visualization (laughs) of this story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so, it was so profound. And I sit up, like, almost as if I gave birth just now, right? Like, that's the position that I'm in is, like, I just gave birth. I'm, like, sweating and panting and crying and disgusting, but also, like, holy fucking shit. I can't believe that this just happened. And she's standing, like, in front of me almost as if where somebody would be to deliver a baby. And... Um, She looks me straight in the eye and she says, you are here to do big things in this life and you are here to birth big things in this life and now you're ready. And I was like shaking, like (laughs) sobbing and I just like start like bawling and she comes and she cradles me like a baby and I just sob in her arms for like five minutes straight and she just cradles me and like rocks me back and forth and I'm just sobbing hot mess, like <laughs> barely clothed, and <laughs> just birthed myself out. And honestly, I don't think that I would have been able to have that experience and go there if it if the retreat wasn't over. If I still had to then pull myself together to go do an event or have another thing to go to... I wouldn't have let myself get to a point where I could really break down because I would have felt that, like, I got to keep my shed together because Mm -hmm. there's stuff that needs to be done. um, And I'm here to hold space for others, so I can't fall apart right now. Um, And the fact that it was over and nobody needed me to do anything, um, I just, uh, I had some resistance in the beginning where I was just, okay, I'm laying here and listening, whatever. But then when she was like, okay, these are your blocks. And then she asked me like, do you want to keep going? You're still blocked. And I choosing in that
0: moment to be like, fuck, like, yes, I do. Which I is do also want to keep like going. giving birth where you're like pushing and you're tired and you have to like, yes. like you have further to go. Yes. You yes. are labor in labor. In labor. Of yeah, your own exactly. healing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so... I'm just really grateful that I was able to keep going and to push myself to keep healing because then she went back through and she checked and it was my womb and my throat were open and I genuinely feel like now, anytime that I feel myself closed up, um, whether it's sexually or with my own femininity or with, um, you know, creating, I picture those vines untwining. I cut them and I feel that energy. Like I just did it just now in my mind's eye and like I can feel my womb. And it's just such a gift that I'm able to always come back to. And it led to this whole kind of energy that I'm still exploring and still observing of birth in general. I kind of mentioned that at the end of the last episode um, of feeling that birth, like I feel like I want to give birth soon. I feel like whether that's to, you know, creations and ideas for sure, but also like my body feels ready to birth a baby and Honestly, for, like, the last, I know it's going to terrify you, um, <laughs> for, for the last three weeks, Brian and I were looking at, like, like hospitals and birthing centers and, like, where would we want to give birth? And Whoa. Uh, yeah. And, like, and, I mean, I'm still going to wait a year for sure because I want to go to Egypt first. But um, this time next year, I'm, like, feeling... Feeling it and also, but I—I I don't know. It's just crazy. It's crazy to think that I've never felt my womb before now in my life, in my thirties. And yeah, that is how, crazy. How there's probably so many people that have that experience of mm-hmm. not being. Um, like, what did you say the other day? Like, most guys don't know they have butts. <laughs> like, literally, they don't. Like, they wear their pants way too badly to wear This is their why butts I was out. saying
0: so many men have lower back issues and knee issues because those huge, strong muscles in your butt and your glutes are meant to be supporting, and in your lower core, are meant to be supporting those areas. And so like, because of our conditioning, because of our, like, uh, you know, conditioning around gender roles, around sexuality, like all of these different things. Yeah, we ha- men have been so taught to be like disconnected from that entire area of their body that is like so strong and powerful. And then they have this weakness where they're trying to be strong and like use their arms and their shoulders to like lift things and whatever. And it's totally the same for women. Like we have been so conditioned to be disconnected to our womb. And our womb is the mo- is the place in our body that holds the most sacred energy, the most sacred wisdom. Like our womb is everything, right? It is like the portal yeah. within us. And the fact that we have been conditioned to be disconnected from it and conditioned to be disconnected from the magic and insight and wisdom that it holds is insanity to me. Yeah, it insanity is. Insanity to me.
1: Well, and it's insane to me that I can understand all of that mentally. Right. But and a physical, but a physical is different. connection to my womb Mm -hmm. and the fact that my throat and my womb are connected and just like that is a whole other level of of understanding and feeling and having reverence and power yeah in this creative space and it's really interesting to me how you know I'm not a sacral being Mm -hmm. um I don't have a defined sacral, but obviously I have a womb.
0: Mm-hmm. And, what, and a sacral chakra, of yeah, course. Yeah, and a sacral
1: chakra. That is and, in
0: constant like processing of life and the energy around you. Like, exactly. Just because your sacral is not defined doesn't mean that you don't have a sacral. That is a huge part yeah. of your, you know, that is the thing that is processing that life force energy within you.
1: Exactly. So like the fact that, you know, starting to observe the conditioning that I've taken in whether unconsciously, of you know whether that's feeling objectified in my life or feeling like i have to hide my sexual energy or i have to hide my um that that feminine womb <laughs> energy feeling like it's something that i don't want to feel for whatever reason um and actually being able having something facilitated where I was able to feel it and now I can um, is honestly it was one of the most powerful things I've ever done in my whole life
0: yeah um, wow by
1: far and then afterwards of course I was like this hot mess and Dana and I, I come back to our room <laughs> and Dana and Lexa from our team are packing up ferociously to get us because we have a plane, that we have to go get. And I am just such a mess. I walk in there, <laughs> and I'm like barely robed still because I haven't processed this. And I just remember you, Dana, looking at me and being like, Are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. And I just walked into the bathroom and like sobbed. And I was like, Can you guys just go get breakfast and come like give me like 15 minutes? And I took a bath. And I just like sobbed and but I couldn't even function um, and come to hear that everybody or not everybody, but a few people that I then talked to that were on the way, their way out, they had, you know, they needed to process and, mm. and their bio yeah, so tuning. their mm-hmm. bio tuning, Yeah. 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 They needed to process their bio tuning um, and, or bio field tuning. Oh. I don't know the proper way to say it because I genuinely don't know much about this at all. And she was saying that, um, a lot of our students had mentioned to her, you know, human design and she'd started listening to the podcast Aqua and that she really feels how they're so connected and it's Mm -hmm. fascinating to her learning about human design. Um, so anyway, she's going to be coming on the podcast to really do this system justice and also, other things that she offers. I want to go back to Costa Rica just to have more healing experiences with her. I don't know what else she offers. I know she does cacao ceremonies. Um, I know she's a shaman. So I am really wanting to just explore that deeply throughout my life. Um, because it was so insanely powerful. Um, and I know there's, it's just like a treasure trove of what else can I Explore and learn and experience in this in my own energy, um, and uncover that just kind of births a new version. Like, there's never going back after that. Like, yeah. I'm now a new version of myself, and I know there's more and more versions that are gonna be coming out. But the fact that I can birth new versions of myself, um, is freaking incredible and we all can. Um, That's amazing. So yeah, I mean, I wanted to share that experience because I'd never heard of that. And it's so fascinating and powerful. And also like, we have wombs, y'all. And (laughs) men, like you have butts. (laughs) So public service announcement.
0: (laughs) I love it. I mean, it's, it's honestly amazing. The thing that strikes me About this experience for you is the divine orchestration and timing of it all like I just think it's so powerful when you align with that specific facilitator or healer that you are meant to literally destined to meet with at this exact moment at this exact location when you were exactly ready you know like These experiences that we have that are profound and that completely shift and up level our healing, they're just so profoundly powerful that it's almost hard to even talk about them or share them because trying to convey what it felt like, you know, the embodiment of it, the frequency of it is something that's so special. And I think it's really inspiring to hear this story um, because we all have so much healing that we are here to do. Um, right? Like our whole reason for existing in this lifetime is to evolve and grow and transform and heal. And it's the experience of living and, you know, being brave enough to dive into those depths, even when you are, you've already done so much, right? Like you already, like, I'm always shocked in my own journey of like, you've already done so many healings. You've already had times where you felt like that rocked your shit and you'll never be the same after. And like you just keep going. Like life keeps expanding. And the deeper, the deeper you go in your life, the deeper there is to like access these new levels of healing that you didn't even know were there. It just was the right timing, the right facilitator, the right place, like all of these things coming together. It's so special. And it's something that should be talked about. Like part of your processing is sharing this with other people and other people hearing it will be a part of their healing journey. I know. And I
1: feel like, you know, it is super hard to explain it all because it is something that like giving words to something that's felt is always difficult. Um, but, um, once again on the podcast I was listening to earlier today, um, she was talking about the theme of being ready and how being ready is not a thing. It's not like you're never going to be ready. Yeah. Um, for things in life. And, Being willing to go there when and like kind of taking, putting one foot in front of the other and um, leaning in when things pop up and figuring it out when things pop up and showing up and facing it head on. um, That's where the growth and the magic happens. And because, like she was saying, like you're never, there's so many excuses. Like, I'm not ready to start my own business or I'm not ready to have children yet, or I'm not ready to buy my first house or quit my job or whatever. Like you're never going to feel like I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just not a thing. You're going to feel like that's scary. If it's something that's scary in your life, it's going to always feel scary. So I kind of feel that with, um, you know, having children and birthing new versions of, you know, being myself being my own child Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I I probably before that healing would be like I'm not ready to heal this wound yet. Mm. Um, but the fact that I was there and it was divinely orchestrated, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Are you ready, bitch?" And I was like, <laughs> "I guess so." Um, like, no, but yes,
0: absolutely,
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Choosing to like show up. So yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. But and
0: there's so like. The fact that this is a whole new uh, up level of like, I have a womb and like, let me feel it. And like, let me receive the wisdom that's there. And like, what do I want to birth out of this womb? There, this is such an amazing um, level that I, I've noticed a lot of women been been healing and, and up leveling too is like really being connected to our wombs and kind of taking back this incredibly sacred power that exists in our body. So I'm just excited for you as you move forward like what is going to be birthed from this space what is going to be like the next level of playing in this or having this curiosity in this realm yeah I think
1: that that taking back your own womb like power is so huge it's so huge because I think that you know for centuries our wombs belong to men mm-hmm. they belong to your husband they belong to Um, you know, your family in that you are, it is your duty as a woman to give birth to children and to provide a male heir or, um, you know, like that is your job and that is what you should be focusing on versus my womb is my own and I can feel it and I give birth and how freaking like magic Mm -hmm. it is and the alchemy that happens in your body um and I know that the physical side of it you know women have been giving birth forever right um but the physical side of it can happen easily without the conscious awareness of your own divinity and magic and freaking power there Mm -hmm. and so being able to do it with um this awareness i think just feels delicious like it feels exciting and that spark i feel sparky i feel like yeah. i'm ready to freaking get birthed <laughs> i was about to say get fucked but i meant like by the universe <laughs> wow that was a great shana quote yeah let's edit that out <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why, but for some reason on our podcast, it won't let us update that it's expletive. Is that a word? Oh, um, like I have, yeah, that it's our status. Yeah, it won't let us change it. So, well, if you're listening, you know that it is, <laughs> but yeah, I'm ready to give birth to whatever the universe has in store. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. So yeah, we're feeling Egypt. We might be going there in January next year. Um, and I'm feeling that. It's like this percolating feeling in my body. Now everything that is percolating for me, it's not in my mind anymore. It's in your it's, womb. It's in my womb.
0: It I is. love
1: that. Yeah. Whereas before I really did feel it in my G-Center being G-Center Authority and then also in my mind being you know a human Um, and and I really felt that there, but now when things are percolating, I feel it in my womb and my G center
0: Mm. and not so much in my mind. I feel it just, Mm. yeah, that is beautiful. I know I'm in my journey of connecting with my womb more, mine has really revolved has been like a slow and steady journey um just from tracking my menstrual cycle and tracking my ovulation and getting off of hormonal birth control and just feeling my body's natural cycle and seeing how in tune I am with the moon and you know being so conscious and aware of when I'm ovulating and when I am the most like Fertile and creative and especially in a physical, uh, in a um, metaphorical way, you know, things that I'm wanting to create from that space, um, creative endeavors and things like that. Like it's just been so empowering. And I can't believe that I lived almost 25 years of my whole life, like never being able to feel the physical sensation of ovulating. Like I just had no idea what it felt like. I had never felt it before. And now it is so crystal clear to me when I'm ovulating, like I can't not feel it. And I literally feel these like portals inside my womb, inside my body open and shift and changing with all these different frequencies. And it's just like it brings so much joy into your process of living to have that deep connection within and to really feel like this complete magic within you and also the connection of that to the universe and to like all of nature. I mean, it's just such a powerful force in my life. Um, So I love that. And I wanted to share some of the stuff that I've been kind of experiencing in my own journey. I think I've talked about this some a bit somewhat on this podcast, but a big part of my spiritual practice is connecting with my dreams and doing dream work. And um, it's really been you know, something that I've been focused on probably since my early 20s was just wanting to remember my dreams and wanting to journal with my dreams. So I just wanted to share some of the things that, that I've been kind of experiencing because I think that... Um, It can be so expansive in our daily physical life to have this connection and this guidance system to your own intuition through your dreams. And a lot of people ask us, you know, I want to connect deeper with my own intuition. I want to connect deeper in my own spirituality with my spirit guides or with the universe. But like, what modalities can I do? You know, what is there that you guys have experienced that have really helped you? So for me, connecting with my dreams is a hundred percent, one of the most powerful things in my life as well. And, you know, it started with wanting to lucid dream. Like I got really into, um, wanting to awaken in within my dreams and realize that I was dreaming while I was dreaming so that I could, could create things or do things or, you know, challenge myself to jump off a mountain and fly or like create a city in front of me. So in order to start lucid dreaming, You know, you really have to like start having the intention to want to remember your dreams and to want to be aware of when you're dreaming. And I think so many people, like, because I talk about this a lot with my friends and family, like, I love asking people every single morning, like, did you remember your dreams last night? And I would say 90% people are like, I remember it. I dreamed something, but I don't really remember. And it just blows my mind that we all are having this incredible Expansive openness of our consciousness field every single night, where we can lucid dream, we can create things, we can do anything we want, and we're not tapping into that, we're not accessing that. So, starting with lucid dreaming really is just having that intention. And it might take you, you know, two weeks or a week to be as you're falling asleep, telling yourself, okay, I'm going to remember my dreams. I'm going to awaken in my dreams, um, having that intention over and over. And eventually it happens where you are dreaming and you awaken in it and you can practice doing these things. So that's really how my dreaming, um, dream work journey started was with lucid dreaming. And after that, just remembering my dreams so clearly every single morning and cataloging them, like writing them down every day. And, you know, when you are kind of analyzing your dreams, I think it's really helpful to write down, first of all, like the emotions that you felt during that dream, because, you know, you could be walking down the street and be feeling, you know, super happy and calm, or you could be walking down a street and be like anxious the whole time. So that emotion is going to tell you so much. Um, And also when we have these symbols in our dreams, you know, we come across a flower or a beetle, for example. I think it's really tempting to like Google, okay, what does it mean to see a beetle in your dream? But I think it's way more important for you to make your own associations. Like what does a beetle remind you of? Or what does it mean to you? You know, because for some people seeing a beetle, that might be like terrifying, like maybe for Shayna. Uh, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about beetles? Are they fine um, to you? Beetles are not so bad. They're actually. not as bad as spiders. Okay. I yeah. learned that Shayna doesn't even mind. I want to hear the word. <laughs> I learned that Shayna doesn't mind worms, but she no. minds the S word, which I won't say again.
1: Yeah. Which is interesting because in Costa Rica, we, for some reason, had these little worms. Um that looked like leaves but then they had like a little worm butt and they would <laughs> <laughs> so it almost look like it was hatching from like a cocoon um, that
0: looked like a leaf
1: yeah um and dana Ooh. could not handle them and i just didn't mind them at all which I, that's the first time that's ever happened in our whole Seriously. lives together and i kind of liked the role reversal that we i mean had there i for hate
0: insects too it's just like in comparison with each other yeah yeah but
1: anyways anyways (laughs) so if you see a beetle for me it would be um I don't even know it would be almost like um exciting that's the energy that I feel from a beetle like world is my oyster and I'm just this little
0: beetle but I'm crawling (laughs) along nonetheless Yeah. I think beetles are really beautiful. Like they remind me of ancient Egypt and the symbol of the scarab. Um, So like for me, it's like an ancient wisdom, but for some people it might be terrifying to see a beetle. So my point was (laughs) starting to see like in your dreams, what are the symbols that are coming to you? um, The more that you can really see them and remember them and make those associations and like kind of not force yourself, but to like, Help yourself name them because I think when we analyze something or reflect on something, you know, making yourself choose what emotion you felt, making yourself choose what symbols you saw and what associations you have with them, you start to really connect more with your dream world Um, and, you know... Once again, as we talk about all things, you can talk about the concept all day of remembering your dreams and reflecting on your dreams and enhancing your intuition, but are you actually doing the work? Like, are you physically embodying that? Because that is when these huge shifts start happening. So just from doing that more and more, like reflecting on my dreams, Um, you know, I got really familiar with like, what does it feel like to be dreaming a dream that I would call in quotes, like a normal dream, which is just your like unconscious kind of processing things that you saw. Maybe you saw a movie and now you have a dream that was like that movie, or maybe like someone was mentioned that you haven't thought about in 10 years. And then you have a dream about them that night. And I call those kind of like your normal unconscious dreams. And those can still be so powerful to learn from because they tell you, um, how your unconscious is actually feeling about the things that are happening. And you might not realize that you were carrying this fear around something or feeling overwhelmed or you know, not confident in something, but then you have a dream that you're doing that thing and you're like stumbling down a hill and you can't you know, control your legs or something like that. And it really gives you this clarity and this deeper reflection about things that are happening in your life. So that's kind of like the basis of where I kind of started. And then because I knew what a normal dream feels like, you then start to have these other dreams where you are connecting with your higher self as a multi-dimensional being, your higher self as a multifaceted being. And it's no longer in your dreams, you're just experiencing the unconscious of me, Dana, in this life. You then are able to kind of tap into other realms, other time, space, other dimensions, other, you know, you're able to meet like. Um, beings of different consciousness. And this to me is really where dream work has gotten super exciting for me. And it's been such a big part of my life lately. You know, it started with um, actually, being able to experience my past lives in my dreams while I was sleeping. And it was so clear to me the first time it happened that this is not just my dream that I'm making up, like my normal unconscious dreams where I'm processing my life. This is something else. This is an experience where I'm literally seeing through my own eyes, like what my past life was. And, um, you know, th- I can tell because I know everything about it and I can feel and I can taste. And like in my normal dreams, when you see someone, they might like shapeshift. Like at first it's Jared, but then it shape shapeshifts and then it's like someone I don't know or like a random person. And um, when it's like a past life dream, you just feel so crystal clear on who this person is and what your relationship is with them and you have all of these memories about them and even like I can remember how I died in that lifetime even though in that moment I wasn't seeing a part of it so wow. that was super expansive for me and like recently I had a dream that was like a past life dream but I feel like it was in this same time frame like in this same um time era But like maybe in a different dimension where i was this young i was this teenage boy and i was walking in my high school and i slipped on this like ice because we lived in this like city somewhere that was super cold like maybe detroit or chicago or somewhere like that where i slipped on this ice and i fell and i like cracked my head on the sidewalk and then i like came to in a hospital bed and um, I had, like, broken my neck and, like, fractured my skull from slipping. And so, like, the school district paid for my family to have this, like, really amazing therapy where I had people coming in and helping me, like, move my neck and find healing and, like, all these physical therapists. And they paid for me to go to this camp where it was, like, a physical therapy camp, but it was in Montana, And I know this is, like, so specific, which is why I know that it's, like, an actual life that I lived. Um, But I was able to work with these, like, physical therapists at this camp. And, like, I learned how to ride horses. And I learned how to um, ride a snowmobile. And I have this, like, very distinct memory that I had never seen, like, the forest before without any city or anything. I had seen snow, but I had never seen snow falling in a forest of trees. And, you know, I was out there just watching the snowfall and just in complete awe and wonder that I had never seen anything like this in my entire life, living in the city that I lived in and living in poverty where I lived. And like that lifetime to me, it just was so expansive and so different from what I experience now that, you know, I don't have clarity on like when it is, or if it's like in a different parallel universe to me now or whatever, but it's just like, these, being able to connect with your dreams in these deeper ways and being able to see things that are beyond this one reality, like it just expands you so much. And then you can bring it into your daily life that it's like the the problems that you have in this life are not as big or as real, or like, you don't need to identify with them as much as you think you do, because you really are someone who is vibrating on all of these different levels and in, in times. And, you know, even your past lives that, we think of it as like your past life. It happened in the past and it's not happening now, but all time is happening now. And, you know, that linear time frame is just an illusion. And this is something that you can connect with in your dream life that you can't connect with in your awaken- awakened life. You know, we think of time when we live in these laws of time being completely linear, but when you are dreaming, you get to experience like, going back in time and time, things happening at once. Like you just, your consciousness is free from the confinements of, um, this physical realm and the things that have been happening to me, like this new level of dreaming that I've come into lately, which is really cool and kind of like surprising to me is I've been having these like lessons that are being shown to me at the, at the beginning, I thought it was like my spirit guides who would like literally sit me down at a table and then show me, like, give me like a lesson in physics. Like, okay. They would show me like, here's a crystal and here's how you program a crystal with your intention. And they showed me like, when you think a thought, how it creates this like frequency. And they showed it to me as this like geometric web and, you know, going through the crystal and how the crystal like holds that information, um, almost like stores it like as a memory within it. And so it was, they were teaching me like, here's how all these different tools, like now go use them in your life and go use them in in real time. And one that came to me s- recently was this like being that felt like a alien consciousness, like a very high consciousness. And it looked like this kind of like an, an egg, and but it's like face was inside of this egg. And I put my forehead to its forehead and I looked in its large like eyes and it looked at me. And then it like communicated to me telepathically Um, it was explaining to me like how dimensions work and how one atom vibrates at this frequency where it can show up in these, you know, different points of the vibration in different frequencies. So showing me how like parallel dimensions work and all this stuff. And, you know, it just feels like every single night now, when I go to sleep, I'm like, what is it going to teach me? And I just try my best, like in the moment, I understand it so clearly. But then when I wake up, it's like, do you It's like hard to translate into into real life. But that has been like my journey and process. And I want to just kind of share that with people because I think that we all are on this journey of wanting to expand and grow and be more connected to our multidimensional self. And we all have this opportunity every single night of our dream work that we can do to really expand in that way.
1: Wow, that is insane. I've never... um... Been able to lucid dream, maybe once. Um, but it's really, um, I'm a really visual dreamer and vivid dreams. Um, I taste things in my dreams. I really feel like if I'm eating ice cream, I can get a brain freeze in my dream, like straight <laughs> up. My dreams are really vivid. Um, and I really, I want to explore that because I haven't at all. So what would you recommend for people like me to do to start kind of um, leaning into that, that more?
0: Yeah. So I wanted to say that there's been two books that have been really expansive for me in my dream work. One is called The Art of Dreaming by Carlos Castaneda, and um, it's the story of him working with this shaman who teaches him, like, these—literally, it's, like, a step-by-step, like, his story of the shaman teaching him how to start entering into, like, the first gate, which would be lucid dreaming, the second gate, which is, like, getting these, you know, messages from higher realms. And so that book has been super— inspiring to me. And I was actually doing a lot of these things before I read that book, but then it was giving me this like validation or recognition or even kind of like languaging for the things that I was experiencing. So I would recommend that book. And then also my other book, favorite book is called Seth Speaks by Jane Roberts. And it just, it talks about a lot of things. Like it talks about incarnation and spirituality and the whole book is actually like channeled from Um, like a group of souls that are like ascended masters, but that book too, it tells you so much about like your multidimensional self and how you can access that in your dreams. So I would recommend checking those out, but also just having the intention to remember your dreams and to every single day, at least like think about in the morning, what your dream was, and maybe say out loud what the emotions were and the things that you felt, because in that process you start to just tell you know, your soul, that you're ready to receive like deeper levels of intuition and, and you're ready to receive, you know, more of your whole experience in like a universal way through that. Yeah. So I would say it's all about just starting with that intention and then kind of like allowing that to be super expansive for you. Cause I think a lot of people, we get kind of frustrated with our intu- intuitive journey. It's like, it couldn't go fast enough, but like you have this completely wide open zone every single night while you're sleeping that you can kind of harness that and really tap yeah. into higher realms.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. I'm definitely gonna get that book because I want to start playing there um and reading more <laughs> in general. But um no, I really want to start exploring my dreams. And that's insane. I'm just blown away. I'm truly fascinated in in this realm. I have not experienced it more. So Mm -hmm. this episode was for sure a, um, you know, intertwined little... Offering of reminding you or encouraging you to feel your womb, your butt, and your dreams more. (laughs) (laughs) Womb, butt, dreams. Yeah. That's what this is all about. And I know there's so many different things that we're all exploring and all expanding in all the time. So I like that in this podcast, we get to talk about all the different ones, but it's not about doing them all. It's not about, um, filling up your whole entire day and making sure that you do every single thing. It really is um, about what is fascinating to you right now, what is joyful or curious or um, that spark in your body right now and letting yourself lean into it, letting yourself Mm -hmm. explore, showing up for yourself, expanding yourself a little bit more each day. Um, And I did want to say in this... um, topic I guess that I don't know this is a weird transition didn't mean it to be but it just occurred to me that we haven't been telling anybody on the podcast yet that we only have one Instagram account and yeah at dayluna and it's d.a.y.l.u.n.a like there's a dot between yeah. each one That is our only Instagram. If there's an underscore, if there's a number, if there's anything else, it is an impersonation account. It Mm -hmm. is a scammer um, trying to get your money somehow. Also, we would never, ever reach out to you for readings. We would never DM you and ask you um, to book a reading with us because we are projectors. Mm -hmm. And that would be really repelling. Um, So if that has happened, that's not us. And we're sorry. We've tried to report with Instagram, um, but they've made it near impossible to do so because the scammers block us. We're not able to directly do it. And because we're a business, we the way that you report a fake account is by sending a picture of yourself holding your ID. But obviously, my ID with my name on it doesn't say Day Luna, So... They don't accept that either. So we've tried, um, but there's not much that we can do. We would love if you guys could report them. If they do pop up, that's really helpful for us. Um, but just, you know, another public service announcement <laughs> <laughs> that we only have one Instagram account. It's
0: like, listen to your womb, listen to your dreams, listen, listen to, to your butt. <laughs> Don't listen to anyone on Instagram. Imposters on Instagram. And I feel like a lot of people are really like privy to it. People have been sending us like, this is fake, right? So we really want to say that we appreciate everyone who's been so supportive and who has reached out and let us know. It's super helpful when you send us like their DMs that they've sent you or um, even just screenshots of their account because we can't see all of them from our own accounts. So thank you for everyone who's come to bat for us and who's been looking out And, yeah, we hope that you had fun just sitting in and hearing these random uh, adventures that we've gone on. I did. I was thinking as you were talking, Shana, that, like, Getting to hear other people's healing journeys is so expansive. Like, I hope that everyone, if you've had one experience that has been really life-changing for you, I encourage you to think of a way to share it with people that feels right for you. Maybe that's your friends or family. Maybe you haven't told your parents about it because it's like plant medicine or something like that. But it is so beautiful and expansive to, to get to learn from each other and to receive healing from just having someone be vulnerable and share things that they've been, you know, looking into or things that they've done. So, um, I hope that this can feel like a warm hug for you. And like, you got to kind of go there with us and we encourage you to think about the things in your life that have been expansive and healing for you and how it could be supportive and such a gift for the people in your life. If you choose to share it in some way as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. And untangling whatever vines you might have. Um, I feel like that is such a powerful visualization that can help you energetically heal in general. Um, so I don't know, just expanding where you feel, um, that healing, that kind of call, that little whisper, that intuition or instinct or whatever it is. Um, going there doing it um so we love you guys obviously we're gonna get back to our regular scheduled programming of <laughs> talking about human design um and more human design topics we have so many different things that we want to talk about with you guys we've just been on a little bit of a break but we are back and we are excited and we are sparked and we are fucked in a good way and we are ready to give birth um so yep love you guys if you like this podcast which you might not after this episode (laughs) um but if you do you can rate and review and we would love that because we read every single one genuinely do a happy dance every single time um So yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys and just continue supporting you in whatever way we can. So here's to all of our rising. Here's to all of our birthings. Here's to spring being sprung and let's see what 2022 has to offer. So we're back. You're back. We love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your week.